Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. It's come uh, to our Foo Fighters episode. It's about time we, on a movie podcast, talked about the Foo Fighters. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. And uh, yeah, this is a movie. If there's one thing you know about us, if you've listened to us for a while now, <laughs> over three years of, of podcasting, is uh, we're crazy about the Foo Fighters. We love the Foo. We are bringing up the Foo Fighters like every other episode, right? Like, how what Foo Fighters album was I listening to? Last time I was like going to watch Escape from New York. Yeah, what is uh yeah, this movie what what Foo Fighters song does this movie make you think of? Yeah, right? That's a big go-to it's like, in our oh, combo. We can't, I yeah. listen back to these episodes I'm like why are we talking <laughs> why are we bringing up the Foo Fighters so much? But so we're crazy Foo heads and we've been waiting for years for them to finally show off their comedy chops. As you as you we like we've seen glimpses the Mentos commercial right, music man. video. Yeah, Hilarious. the Big Me video is like 25 years ago, and we've, we've been waiting for him to like, what if they did a horror version of that? Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for it. We all loved Everlong. Like, yeah, that's spooky. You know, what if we do that? Make it spooky. But really bloody and gory and weird. <laughs> yeah. I love this, man. This shouldn't have worked so well. I couldn't tell you the last time I listened to a Foo Fighters album. I know, right? We're talking about but Studio 666. Six, 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 six. <laughs> Had to give it that horror the echo. Studio from the of the house. Beast. Man, yeah. set in, oh, one of the scariest parts of our state, man. Encino. Encino. <laughs> man, you know, it's tough. We, that licorice pizza, some scary stuff happens in oh, yeah. Encino, right? And this was a great, great thing that came out of the pandemic. You know, <laughs> the pandemic gave us the opportunity to get some who knows how deep cut. Foo Fighters horror comedy script. They're like, all right, we need something. Yeah. Something to film at a house. We got a old house in Encino. <laughs> Out of all the surprises, yeah, the uh, idea that this was based on a story by Dave Grohl. Yeah. Was like, okay, the guy had a story. I I just couldn't have reasonably believed this movie would be so funny and so kind of, you know, great horror comedy yeah, as it is. It's definitely the horror comedy that's got both the horror and the comedy trying to go. You know, go back to back, back to back, neck to yeah. neck, whatever you want to call Real it. Real tonal shifts that just, for me, keep working. Mm. This was the biggest surprise of the year for me going into this. Again, I don't know. A bunch of my friends had Color in the Shape on CD yeah. when we were 16. I remember, yeah, borrowing it and bringing it home and listening to it. Yeah. Foo Fires can write a jam, but they're one of these bands that just exist on their own style. They're like... Their own entity now. They're yeah. Bon Jovi. You yeah. know, they're the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Well, they've got a sound, and they're sticking to it. Yes. It's kind it's of the ACDC. thing I've come to. You know, you yeah. listen to ACDC for ACDC songs, and you won't be disappointed. Yeah. And there's just a huge throng of people, probably a good consistent 40,000 sellout oh, fan yeah. base, that love the Foo Fighters hits. And Dave Grohl writes some hits. He does. He's one of those artists like Tom Petty. Where you actually go through the songs and the riffs and the hooks that you recognize, mm-hmm. and you're you're like, wait, no, twenty four, twenty five, <laughs> like how many 
Foo Fighters songs do I know without actively listening to the Foo Fighters? Well, that's the other thing. I I never seek out Foo Fighters. They yeah, always seem to find, find me, me, man. Even They're though I'm everywhere. not watching MTV or or really listening <laughs> to the radio, yeah. somehow I have to hear you know the best of you 19 times a week. I'm just in Trader just in Joe's, life. getting bombarded with the greatest hits. <laughs> it's so They're bizarre. all they're all cuts. I just, yeah, for me it just I it bounces right off of me. Their their music just is like I get it. It's pretty cool that people love them. It's like you it doesn't know, really do anything for me. It's like Jerry Seinfeld, if you've watched any of his recent comedy, is kind of just like, wow, he's the most polished cruise ship comic ever. Mm-hmm. And Foo Fighters are like the best possible three doors down. Exactly. You know, if that kind of style that so many other bands had legitimate hits with, but the Foo Fighters one that have had like 30 hits yeah. with that sound. Did you ever see the HBO thing they did, Sonic Highways or something? Dude, I love it because my dad watches everything on HBO. That's his channel. Yeah. And so that means my dad was like calling me up randomly and going, have you heard of the Bad Brains? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's watching them do stoner desert rock yeah. uh, episodes. So yeah, I... I watched a few episodes, definitely... but I, a pretty interesting show. They go to each city to record an album and do one track in each city. Yeah. So they're like in Chicago talking about the blues or yeah, in uh, DC talking about... Yeah, bad brains, and then they play their song at the end of the episode. And it's just like <laughs> the same None fucking of the song. Influences, right? <laughs> Every time, it is the, the exact same. Just like Every time, every episode, yeah, it was uncanny. That's my favorite band thing. Anyway, when you know, in a, in a you know, when I was a teenager, going to the library and reading Spin and. All these Rolling Stones and seeing that like a cool band be like, yeah, we've been a lot of listening to a ton of, and then in the brackets would be like, esoteric weird shit, right? (laughs) And then the album comes out, it's like, yep, that's them, that's the sound. The Strokes would be doing that every time, like we've been listening to a lot of kraut rock, Mm -hmm. and we've been listening to a lot of like disco twelve inches. Then it comes out and it's like, yep, that's is it me? (laughs) Is this it? Yep. It's it again. This, this, is, this it again. is it again. Yeah. Good for them, right? Their I mean, strokes are on like 10 said, albums in. Oh, yeah, that one song's electro. But you recognize it. You find like, a formula. Fighters. This movie does it again. They do this great, hilarious horror comedy where they're making the whole plot of this movie is them moving into this empty, haunted rock and roll house in Encino mm-hmm. to record their masterpiece, their 10th album. 10. You know. Up top. <laughs> and this song, you know, The House is Possessed mm-hmm. by fucking stoner doom metal band Dream Widow. That's a cool name. Dream Widow is a cool stoner rock fake band mm-hmm. movie. I, we've watched a lot of movies with like a fake band with a fake song. This is one. Of, I think this is up there with the all time funny, cool, fitting perfectly movie songs. And they did a whole album. For the movie. Mm-hmm. And it's this cool, sludgy, stoner riff that, you know, grows out of control. And then the second the credits hit, it's like... It's amazing. Oh, no, no, no. Man. Don't take my breath, my breath, my breath. Yeah. God the, bless The him, other right? surprising thing about this movie is, yeah, they spend a lot of this almost two-hour movie playing the sludgiest, doomiest song ever. Yeah. Which is something, again, as we just discussed, they would never do in real life. No. So it's pretty cool. Or I I have to hope 
that Dave Grohl wanted to make this and knew no one would back him to actually make this, you know, a, a legit record. Yeah. The, so it goes into the movie. The riff is this great satanic possessed, like you said, sludgy doom that has to be Dope Smoker. Oh, yeah. It has to be Sleep's landmark 60, what, 68 minutes, 66 minute, one song, one riff. Like just, what a what an album to break up a band. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spend five years blowing out your eardrums with every hallway of the house stacked with amps. And then like, you know, the 20,000 fat dudes that own it all think it's really cool. Yeah, it is cool. And it is cool. Uh, and this is like the Foo Fighters recording Dope Smoker, but they're actually playing it. And it's like, why have the Foo Fighters not just done Dope Smoker? Yeah. Why don't they just do it? That's what they I don't can understand. They do anything. Clearly, they want to. They spent all this time filming themselves. They made a movie that it. looks way more professional than a Foo Fighters horror comedy should look. Exactly. Yeah, this definitely. is not a cheap looking movie. This looks like a. This is a great looking movie. Yeah, this is like a real movie. That's the other, like. <laughs> yeah, it's when you hear the sense. Foo Fighters got together during the pandemic and yeah, recorded a movie or made a movie. You're thinking, uh, ha, 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 that's funny. That's good I would, that, if you had told it'll me. It'll be a fun little uh, home video exactly. run around thing. When I found this out. This is an actual uh, It film. just showed up at the theaters one week. Just what, a Foo Fighters movie? And I thought it was at first a concert movie. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up and it's, oh, them just all six of them just acting as themselves in a nearly two hour movie? Yep. How? You got Dave, you got Taylor, you got Pat Smear. <laughs> God bless the pandemic. And the rest. My favorite, you get like <laughs> the, the three sunny, other guys I don't know. <laughs> sunny day real estate basis, right? Nate Mendel. Yeah, the guy from The Germs is just in a theater movie. That's what the <laughs> pandemic gave us. Yeah. We're seeing murder in the woods. People are seeing pig pigs in theaters for like uh, two months. Like, oh, leave it out. That's a big hit, pandemic hit. And we get the Foo Fighters, full length professional movie. So if you had told me a couple months in advance, yeah, apparently theaters are so desperate they're putting out a movie that the Foo Fighters all shot at a house in Encino during the pandemic. I would just think it was going to be a worse version of Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park. Exactly. Just them running around a mansion with a <laughs> with like a at best like a iPhone. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you would think. Yeah, especially and then you hear it's a horror movie. You're like, oh, okay, so it's going to be even dumber than that. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be worse. Cool. Oh, and it's going to be soundtrack. Of course, they're going to be just riffing through. Yeah. Oh, cool. And there is a lot of dumbness in this movie. It's I super just, dumb. It's a it it's verges on dumb. It verges on like a Wayne's World comedy Man, at times. That is a good comp. It is basically them almost playing to camera. Okay. And Taylor Taylor Hawkins is wearing a James Gang hat in the first scene of this movie. That's practically in the style of like the way it's the black hat with the mm. big white bubble font. I think I hadn't been thinking. I've been subconsciously thinking Wayne's World comedy, and it totally is. It it's, totally is. Pat Smear is doing a full Garth. Yeah, from but, Wayne's World yes. in this movie. Oh my god! He's and they're doing eat, full eat, double eat take reactions yeah. to the camera. They're doing the product placement with Doritos and Coors Light through the whole movie. Yeah. It's a Wayne's World horror comedy <laughs> starring the Foo Fighters. See, so then if I found out if it was a professional horror comedy, I would have thought it was going to be like a Scooby-Doo adventure. Mm-hmm. But this is, the horror is outright horror. Yeah, that was another shocker. Right off the bat, we get some real gore and some hard knocking on the, like on the skull. Like hard skull hammering and 
bones sticking like, out of a femur snapped yeah. horror, you know? Free credits. It's like, it's so much bone break horror now. So, of course, if that you're a real a... horror movie, you just got a femur sticking out of thigh. And of <laughs> That's course... like the last vestige of, like, the practical effect. Yeah. They don't, they, everything's CGI now, except we'll do a little putty uh, bone sticking well, out dude, of your that's leg. that's the great thing. This whole movie is all practical effects. Mm. It's got a great, it's, some of the, it does have a bit of, like, a 2000s digital sheen in it. A couple of times, but the practical effects, the gore is juicy. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Yeah, that go for it. Hammers and skull smashing, like it's disgusting. Great foley work. Yeah, the sounds in that house, the drum sound. It sounded good. Did you hear that drum sound? <laughs> but the music in this is great. The score is really good. The album that they record, I think, is awesome. But are we really going to do a thirty-eight minute track? Mm-hmm. Triple album, guys. Oh, we get that almost in Triple real time. Album. Yeah, <laughs> it is a. They fill this hour fifty kind of with a lot of just real time riffing. Yeah, and let me tell you, man, I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty cool with it. They kept it entertaining. They did. They yeah. had me pr- hooked from the the original John Carpenter track. John Carpenter does the intro. Okay, yeah. That that should be the first thing they tell people when they tell them that there's a Foo Fighters movie with a John Carpenter theme song. Yeah. Like, it oh, puts okay. You, it puts you right there. That's the, yeah, that's the seal of approval you really should be <laughs> telling everyone. Like, yeah, no, we actually have, and he's in the movie doing mixing. Oh, he's in the as, movie. As the, uh, as the, the mixer. Weirdo. What Just a god. Just the oldest He's so old now. He's so old. I love <laughs> it's so it. cool. Just chilling and playing video games. I wonder if he was uh, snacking on Doritos. Oh, you know on it was. Set. You know it was. I hope they had a bunch of Doritos lying around. They probably that probably what happened is they had to keep telling him to stop smoking in between takes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just comes in to film a, a doom riff with him just going. Sounds good, boys. Yeah, it's just him turning a lot of knobs. Just he doesn't wearing a crew neck to do too sweatshirt, much, but. nodding. Like, yeah, it's a riff. <laughs> and then yeah there, there's a great scene of them like driving away he's like you need anything else alright yeah okay <laughs> alright buddy thanks John <laughs> the cameos of this were but good cool. the, the comedy people they got for this were, were funny you know Jeff Garland he's annoying he's probably a, a molester but he's right. uh, there's something wrong with him but I, I don't wrong know what it is you know, he can't be on the Goldbergs Whitney anymore. Cummings she's affiliated with nothing but child molesters <laughs> so you know yeah wow you, they really were hitting they, it out they hit all those all Will that Forte shit, looks like a child molester <laughs> yeah. in this movie all that shit came out during the pandemic right it's like we got like four child molesters and all the comedy roles how did we hire Leave all the problematic Leave people one <laughs> of the like maybe I avoid the news but Foo Fires are also kind of like a not problematic band right they're all like taylor hawkins was a partier mm-hmm. r.i.p yeah for hawk man. this is for hawk he died like a month after this came out man that is there's that, that happens right? that's actually kind of what i've been thinking about more than anything after watching <laughs> this movie because you saw it when it was in theaters before taylor died uh i only just saw it recently yeah so it's like man this movie just has a different feeling (laughs) like i don't see dave now being able to go back and watch this movie and like the band's not going to look back on this as like what the fun experience it was they're just gonna see well i don't know i don't know maybe i don't know if you if your friend dies but the thing is they didn't even get that because they probably filmed this thing in 2020 right and then it comes out two years later so they're all they're probably already done a i don't know an eight-month tour by then and they forgot they made a movie 
Yeah, that's true. It's <laughs> you just, know, it's such a strange like. It's like if Heath Ledger had died like a month after the Dark Knight came out. <laughs> yeah, or Dave Grohl is like the Joker. <laughs> I agree. No, but yeah, he seems like he's everything I've heard is he's the nicest guy. Yeah, they they all they're all he's great like guys. if Sandler was just a guy making like rock riffs instead of the yeah, like uh, he's the same kind of cool dude. He's like, yeah, I got three kids. Yeah, my daughter comes on tour with me. So yeah, it's fu- yeah, it's funny that they they actually poke fun at themselves more than anything. Obviously, in this movie. All right, man. Just knowing that so they're I playing themselves. That. Rock stars can be a lot like. There's some that are that are you know hybrids. Ariana Grande is hilarious, and she's mm. you know a singer. There, Lady Gaga obviously has been incredible in a million. You know, yeah, she's oh, really. A, can't wait for her. She's like more of an actor now. I want to do a House of Gucci, yeah. but. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there are hybrids, right? These kind of stars, Barbara, Barbara Streisand, <laughs> Streisand, Streisand, right? Streisand. But I wouldn't have think when you're asking Dave Grohl to be funny for the full length of a movie. That's one thing. When you need the keyboardist and the rhythm guitarist and the bassist to be like, we all have to carry this and be funny, guys. Mm-hmm. We're in the bulk of the movie. Every member you add, the odds just get worse and worse. That's like, maybe Gene Simmons could have carried Phantom of the Park. But once Peter Chris, Once you got to get the cat man in there, to- <laughs> you're in trouble. Once Peter Chris, who looked upset that he had to be there. I think that's just how Peter Chris always was. Yeah. He's just backstage like, what the fuck are these people doing back <laughs> he here? He was such a grump yeah. while filming the Phantom of the Park. Yeah. But, you know. Then you got Purple Rain. Prince could have done a horror movie. Mm. Prince could have pulled off the the haunted house horror movie, I think, and made it a Prince. But see, then it would have been a different kind of musical. Yeah. Prince wouldn't have done a one song musical. Only the Foo Fighters can pull that. I don't know. I could see Prince doing like God, a 38 he could. minute track. He could track. do a 30. It would be incredible. He's probably got 10,000 of them in his vault that we'll never That's hear. That's the thing. Foo Fighters are all, you know Grohl's got, the whole movie is about his writer's block. And there's so many great jokes. These guys just make fun of how dumb they are yeah. the whole time. And it's so good. And him just coming up with his riffs of all the songs. Because at a certain point, man, if you've written a few hundred Foo Fighters songs, how do you remember? Do, do you know how many jokes you and I have probably made in the exact <laughs> same way with the same timing? You could probably find at least three episodes that have the same exact joke set up. Mm-hmm. How has Grohl not just... Written, you know, so all the jokes about him rewriting Everlong and him rewriting all my life. It's the same thing when you're walking through the supermarket and you're like, geez, this is another food song. <laughs> How? How is this just existing constantly? Yeah. How are they so durable? How are they so long lasting? It's amazing. Gotta, gotta hand it to them. I guess you gotta hand it to them. You em. gotta hand it to them. <laughs> but, you know, there's been some. It's. What band can make these kind of movies? The Beatles. The Beatles made some. The Beatles Hard Day's made Night some good is movies. amazing. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, we've seen musicians act, and that can be Gene Simmons is a legend for trick or treat. <laughs> the one where he's like. No hyperbole there whatsoever. It's like the one <laughs> where he looks legend. like Billy Crystal <laughs> when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Like exactly the same. It's like he asked for the crystal wig. And he's got like the the crew neck sweater. 
guy's got chops. Mm-hmm. But when you have to ask Peter, Chris, and Ace Freely to show up, except in Studio 666, Pat Smear gets to show off the chops. Yeah, he's funny. All of them get to show off their various comedy chops, which are all funnier than you would think. Pat Smear was really funny in this. Mm-hmm. Dave Grohl was really funny in this. They had great the keyboardist. People. I thought was great too. <laughs> yeah, Rob, As the, the, the horny guy who's trying to get with Whitney Cummings. Yeah, he was pretty funny. And of course, I mean, Will Forte is going to be great mm-hmm. as what Darren Sandelbaum, well, yeah, <laughs> or something. The DoorDash guy. The DoorDash guy who's got a CD. Oh, there's so many great gags that's, in this. That's what's so weird. Yeah, it's like there's all these funny gags, and then there's like. Dave Grohl having a dream sequence where he's getting his intestines his ripped, guts out. ripped out, right? <laughs> and all the band members die like, in Jesus. super bloody deaths. Yeah, we got some real like Texas Chainsaw level <laughs> massacres at the end here. But then also like, and then it cuts back to Will Forte but, looking at his bone structure CD and ask and wondering how he's going to give it to Dave. Yeah, Will Forte being a, a SNL bit. <laughs> Pat Smear with his little nightcap running around Dude. screaming. Pat Smear in the running in a like haunted scary house stuff. with a nightcap. He needed a candle holder. <laughs> he had the Scrooge nightcap. Geppetto over here. Oh, man. But yeah. There's so many bad times where musicians do show up in bat. I mean, whatever, but Flea is always the worst part of mm. like any movie he shows up in. Like It's cool you've been in all these movies, but it's always just like, Oh yeah, there's Flea just like screaming. <laughs> there he, there he is making that dumb face. Great. Is John Doe like the only guy? Mm. Could X make a cool horror? Oh movie? yeah, yeah. X could definitely make a cool horror movie. Yeah, they'd make like a vampire movie. I feel like that would work. Yeah, you know when John Doe is your when you're starting with John Doe, one of the greatest character actor background mm-hmm. guys of all time, you could pull the rest of the band up. Those guys, Zoomer, these guys can do it. Yeah. So. Well, there's a, there's a kind of yeah, there's this difference in my mind of like the artist, like yeah, a, like a Lady Gaga, or I'm thinking of like Nick Cave could do oh, it all, sure, right, right. But then there's like the rock star, which is what you know Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters <laughs> are in my mind. They're, they're like rock stars. They know yeah. one thing: they know to get on stage, play guitars, you know, and tell eighty thousand people to you know chant with them or whatever. Yeah, it's know? funny to like hear a a band do a two scene cameo on the simpsons but i don't think i'd want to see like the u2 we're yeah. all acting in this movie or like like aerosmith showing up and doing a bit <laughs> yeah. in a wayne's world but yeah. then it's like man that's... imagine an aerosmith horror movie yeah i mean it's cool that you know alice cooper got to do the whole mille Wake sure. bit but i don't know me alice cooper could maybe pull it off ozzy showing up and sloshing orange juice everywhere <laughs> and, and, uh, you know yeah that's great i'm kind of surprised yeah. cooper didn't have more of a career yeah he was so good in prince of darkness <laughs> no <laughs> yeah man just standing around and that other one movie. with the killer dog yeah he shows up and that's probably what he should be doing nobody wants the alice cooper band yeah in a movie but i mean we've seen metallica be total bitches to each other in some kind of monster nobody wants the metallica acting chops movie no not at all you have to this is such a risk the most popular bands ever could put could do this and it is putting yourself out there to look dumb Mm -hmm. and then i guess you all pretend it's just a joke and we all have a laugh and you don't pretend you're as hurt as you are (laughs) well yeah they take so many swipes at each other of just like 
them all talking shit about Dave throughout the whole movie. And Dave <laughs> just being kind of crazy. And Dave getting to be just this egotistical. Kind of, yeah. Like having a freak out being like, I'm a fucking rock star. I'm fucking Dave Grohl. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. yo. I get, but there's got to be some star. truth behind that. There there's right? got to be some truth. Like. Dave Grohl seems like the nicest guy, but now I'm watching it going like, I don't know. He's too good at this. I mean, maybe, that has yeah, to be. Maybe he's a, there's something behind that smile. They He's been a part of some crazy music scenes. I mean, he was in the middle of the Seattle scene and then just kind of swipped his way into the <sighs> biggest band in the world. I was going to ask, like, how old was he? He's 22 when he joins Nirvana yeah, or something? young. And then, yeah, then once that falls apart, he comes out of the gate with Everlong. Like, that's the no, first song of, he, like, the Foo Fighter career there. It, that first self-titled album is so big. Yeah. But the idea that even if he came out with a cool album, that was, on the, that was in the cards, right? That was possible. I guess the drummer... <laughs> suddenly writing a full fucking album of songs. Yeah, I, th- I think I'll leave the band what, now. That only happens with, like, Phil Collins. Yep. Or Don Henley. Those are the only drummers that go off and write their own albums. Two guys I do not want to see in a horror movie. I love how we're doing our <laughs> yeah. checklist of rock stars, yay or nay, in the horror the movie. The biggest bands. Collins is out. These are all perfect direct <laughs> apples-to-apples comparisons to Dave Grohl. Yeah. The famous, the drummer of the world's most famous band at Mick any point. Fleetwood doing a horror yeah, movie. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Phil Collins, the like the second most charismatic guy in Genesis. Yeah. You know, which yeah, Peter Gabriel's in your band, but Peter Gabriel's the star. Nobody's sitting there watching, you know, I bet the guitarist and the bassist could form a cool band like Mike and the Mechanics <laughs> that can write a couple of shitty hits. Like but Phil Collins stepping out and then fucking going hard on the Tarzan soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. But Phil Collins doing a, boys, we're doing a horror movie. Nope. The Eagles horror movie? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I mean, maybe I'm sure you can get some real asshole scenes of them just being dicks to each other. But, you know, I've seen Glenn Fry on an episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> and that was great. Yeah, I, I had to be. But I don't think I would want the Glenn Fry horror <laughs> experience. <laughs> Except he'd be wearing sunglasses. <laughs> that could be cool. Yeah, the Mick Fleetwood horror jams. Sure. So for already, a drummer of the biggest, most important band in the world at their time. Mm-hmm. Going on to form a band arguably bigger than the biggest band ever. Because Nirvana never got to get to album 10. Where it's right. just like, dun, 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 dun. Now, <laughs> you know, imagine the bad. We never got to see the bad Kurt Cobain stuff, which sucks. But yeah, we've gotten the bad food stuff. We've gotten the good memorable hooks. But the idea that the drummer of the biggest band in his 20s would go on to be in another huge band for 25 years and have the right level of likability and believable rock star excess. To pull this off? Unfathomable. <laughs> Couldn't have been a more guaranteed miss. Somehow, all the stuff, it's a great script about, you know, uh, like ego mm. and uh, the artistic process, right? But tied in with a great horror story about becoming possessed by an old stoner doom band who went crazy trying to make the best stoner riff. It almost, it seems like such an obvious 
good horror idea of like the band in the haunted house yeah getting possessed by the yeah the evil spirits it's like man why haven't we seen this why hasn't this been done this well yeah we've seen some uh bands i love uh a possessed record that was basically trick-or-treat yeah yeah the haunted record or uh lords of salem is really great Mm. the rob zombie one maybe best rob zombie movie probably is but a haunted record is good and we've seen bands that play the haunted song deathgasm yes you know and this was like a perfect combination of deathgasm but with like a serious satanic uh, it's amazing it's should not have worked and i guess i'm just gotta gotta hand it to the foods <laughs> I don't. Think, I almost hate that we have to hand it. To I, them, we though. gotta hand it to him. I'm like, there's guy. I mean, it's yeah. It's uh, it is so. F- yeah, watching it was just like, I'm being entertained. <laughs> <laughs> I am being genuinely entertained. I'm watching the same jamming to the song scene for the fourth time in a row, but I'm still digging it. I'm loving watching Pat Smear squint when Dave's doing the uh, guitar solo. I'm w- loving just like. They gave these guys some very funny kind of offbeat things to do. Yeah. They gave them jokes to not land so no one laughs at their jokes. And it they is kind of they they pulled it off. It is written with real layers. They like you said, they made sure to set up enough guy with enough personality to give them enough room for their jokes to land and not land when they're supposed to. The beats of timing used when Chris <laughs> one, I think the rhythm guitar or the lead guitarist, one of them, is just like dunking on Dave's grilling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the rest of the band just kind of like doesn't pick it. They don't take it on. And Smear's just doing this smearing like head shake. The awkward react. They shouldn't have been this good at doing awkward comedy. They shouldn't have been good at doing slapstick kind of comedy. Broad reacting to the camera takes. Let me tell you, buddy. <laughs> I laugh my ass off to this day at Wayne's World 2. That's one of the funniest look at the camera and react kind of movies ever. Mike Myers loves to look at a camera and oh, read yeah. a face. And somehow, Dave Grohl and other members of the Foo Fighters pull off looking at the camera with reaction shots. And they do it over and over and <laughs> over again in different ways. Pat Smear leaning in on his knees and like squinting while Dave Grohl comes up with his sick licks. Yeah. I was cry laughing in the theater. (laughs) I was sitting down on the floor, leaned all the way back, and I was in tears, man. This is one of those movies where my face hurt afterwards. Like, why am I so entertained by these Foo Fighters jokes? Because let me tell you, I couldn't tell you a single Foo Fighters personality before this movie. Right. These guys do not have established personalities. All these other bands that we've mentioned that whose movies wouldn't work have way more established public personas. I Yeah, like uh I was trying to think like why did we all even know who Taylor Hawkins was? <laughs> Cuz he was the most partying of yeah, a pretty laid back. Like Pat Smear did all his shit in 1980. That yeah yeah, you know, yeah he was in the Jervs and then he showed up uh you know playing with Nirvana Unplugged and I then he just joined yeah. the biggest band ever and then so I think he's like clean living mm-hmm. ever since the craziest era in history and all of them are like yeah Nate Mandel looks he's just wearing cardigans yeah he's a total emo kid that's funny but but yeah T- I, Taylor I Hawkins mean, was like, like the guy that did coke uh huh 
the guy that actually was more of the rock star. I feel like when I was young, it was always just like you knew him because it was like he's the guy that's the drummer in, like you said, the drummer of the biggest band. It's like yeah. chose this guy to be his drummer. Well, when you look at the other bigger drummer guys at the time, it's like the dude from Chili Peppers that looks like Will Ferrell. Yep. You know, <laughs> it's like who I saw drumming with them in like a recent video. Like this one's for you, Taylor, and he does Everlong. Oh, no, and, and Chad Smith is that his name or something? For like, Hawk, he's he's in the back with his fucking ball cap on backwards, just <laughs> like counting it out. While Dave Grohl's nearly in tears, like this one's for Taylor. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's true. <laughs> you can't be telling me that they did a tribute video with the dude from Chili Peppers. It was like a live concert. It was like a live concert recently did they get or like something. Like a ton of different drummers to all play different parts of the song. That's the thing. Like every eight eight beats. The, the video is just Dave Grohl, and then like the drummers in the background <laughs> behind him. You don't see anyone else. It's just one guy in the front row filming it, and Grohl's like, "So what's with Taylor?" <laughs> Chad Smith's hat was, backwards. The rest of the band wasn't there. I mean, it was just in the shot. two dudes. It was just in the shot. It's <laughs> it's Grohl and Chad in the background. <laughs> Instantly recognizable because it looks like Will Ferrell playing the drums to the, the song. Most distracting dude to have up there. Oh my god! No, I I'm never gonna look this up. Don't, yeah. I don't want it it's to be It's better not, in your mind oh. now. Oh, my God. Just a one, two-man act. <laughs> like the white strike. That's the weirdest. Oh, dude. Do we know that it wasn't Will Ferrell? We don't. It could have been. Could it really could have been. Could have been a, a whole bit. I'd love to see Girls the Girls just doing tribute bits. Oh, God. I'd love to see the notebook list of, like, who's the first guy we get? What's yeah. the guy? Who do we go to? I think it was always him. It was always the Peppers. No, man, it's the dude from, like, Rush. <laughs> Just bring his kit, the Pert kit, and, uh, but, man, this is funny. They're throwing in the jokes that are they're purposely bad, but let me tell you the risk in that. If you're telling jokes that are supposed to be not funny, big limb to go out on <laughs> that it lands as actually funny. It's tough to do bad material that's yeah. actually funny. Or that, yeah, that the no-sell is funny enough to make up for the bad joke. Yeah, yeah. where there's no punchline, it's just a reaction. You're expecting the touring session keyboardist to provide reactions that that are the punchline? How'd they do this? Mm-hmm. They, mu- I mean, they must have been possessed. It's the only explanation. I, I also think that they're probably just... Um... They feel unfucking touchable. Like they are. They like, should feel like they probably they went into this it. never thinking they could fail ever. Possibly, they were like, "This is a guaranteed hit, smash success. We get to go do this fun thing, play this huge song. Yeah, we got John Carpenter coming by. Like this is gonna be maybe it's me epic. My if I was in that, I think I would be self aware to be like, you know, every other band that's done this has like immediately broken up after having to do this non music project. Grateful Dead, when they did the Grateful Dead movie, mm. they were editing that thing for like a year and a half. They weren't making music. They weren't. It's the one empty year on their tour. It's a whole like 40 years of touring, right? Yeah. Just 75. What were you doing? You're sitting in a dark room trying to figure out uh, how we should edit this movie <laughs> to together. make this not terrible. So, yeah. how. 
they got just the right combination of screenwriter. They got a some old guy who does a, has done a lot of horror movies. Yeah, including some stuff. He did the Pet Cemetery, one from uh, oh that we did an episode on okay. way 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 back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Midnight Meat Train stuff like that. So he's been writing horror movies that people have been seeing for 15, 20 years. The woman I don't know, but. I, I found an interview with him. He did all the horror bits. She did all the comedy bits. And then they found a way to just throw them together. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah, the the smart way to do this is not as the band try to make the movie yourself. Yes. Hire people who know what they're doing. Yes. To make the, and the they actual movie. must have had. Just show up and have fun. But they managed to get all of it so good. The music. <laughs> you know, the look of the movie. The effects guys. They found all the right people to make this. I mean. They had a lot of stuff on the side, but the script, I think, is what it just keeps coming back to. Hmm. And their impossibly good delivery of a very funny script. If I didn't laugh harder at the, uh, the Pat Smear squinting with his hands on his knees, the Pearl Jam high five gag. <laughs> yeah, is that's the pretty funny. Is that all the band get? I love thinking about what other bands talk about, like other bands, like like what does Sonic Youth make fun of? Like I don't know, like pavement for sure in 1994 you know just the idea of them being like all knowing that we all own like 10 well we all we all owned 10 for two years before you looked at the album and went oh it's hands <laughs> it's their hands up they're doing hands i i have to imagine yeah nirvana and pearl jam go back and dave Grohl and, and eddie vetter and them they probably have been making fun of each other for 30 yeah. years and so it's this great we're getting not just a Foo Fires movie, but them making inside jokes about a Pearl Jam album that came out in 1991, mm-hmm. 1992. It's like the window of people that this movie is made for. Like my dad would not understand any of the jokes in this movie or probably even know who the Foo Fighters are. Right. So it is such a specific audience. But if this came on HBO, he would watch it. God oh, God, he would watch it on there. <laughs> but like, God, can you imagine just if you saw, if you looked up something online and the first words you saw were like, new Weezer horror movie. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. Like, oh God. You'd you'd kinda like vomit a bit in your mouth, right? Even if I heard a new Pearl Jam horror movie. Like <laughs> yeah. honestly. No other band I mean, no other band can do this. No other band's getting Carrie King from Slayer in as Krug <laughs> and making funny gags about Krug's violent, ugly death. Yeah, yeah. Dave Grohl want like being so insistent on using this house just for the drum sound. There's so many funny bits around the killer drum sound and the gravity that he can give to a, what starts off as a eulogy to Krug and immediately pivots to him being like, you know, Krug always talked about that drum sound. <laughs> yeah. Is such funny pacing. Like, I can't say enough good about this movie. I'm going to watch this comedy many times before I die. <laughs> and I've already watched it like four or five times this year. I just keep laughing at these stupid dudes. That's cool. It's like a new comfort movie. It is kind of, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No other movie had a great Lionel Richie cameo. Oh, yeah. That's a very funny bit. <laughs> Lionel Richie was doing like a Keith David threatening him. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it was almost Keith David playing Lionel Richie. I'll have to go. I'll go check. Yeah, no, yeah. Such a funny gag. So... You got Steve Vai doing that stunt guitar. Steve mm-hmm. Vai's got to be 68 years old. See, and you, even I, I didn't really get those, you know, I didn't think Steve Vai. Yeah. And you caught on to that. <laughs> when, I didn't know Krug was the guy from Slayer. You know, it's like, so 
Yeah, there's yeah. so there's many little so many layers of enjoyment yeah. of people who could just. So I'm sure my dad could watch this and laugh at just stupid sight gags. My dad laughs at Jeff Garland. He loves Curb. Sure, sure. Oh He'd yeah, lo- he would love Jeff Garland's in the first scene. The my dad Garland would see scene. that and just be waiting for Jeff Garland yeah. for the whole movie, and then he shows up <laughs> two hours later. And but yeah, the jokes are so good throughout. The music, the more, the longer the song goes, the deeper the shred gets. But you're right. The second that long guitar solo shredding scene came on where all the band was just like wide-eyed shock i made a joke in theater that's like was this like steve vai <laughs> and then in the credits man still there still playing stunt guitar steve. it was steve vai so the director of this movie did has done like slayer music videos and mm-hmm. you said he did a steve vai video yeah a brand new one <laughs> the picture is Steve Vai with one of those like three neck guitars? It's insane. <laughs> just looking. you know, he's in the middle of like the deepest licks, just finger tapping on three necks. He's got like one's like a fretless one's. <laughs> yeah, one's got like lights up, like a like a pinball machine look to it, oh and the whole God. thing looks like a House of Dragons like body. It's so sick. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing, but I just love the idea of Steve Vai having to go into makeup to get the same hand tats as Dave Grohl because they. They need to get the close up, yeah. They, I I hope Steve is a total dick too, <laughs> where he like hangs up the phone after getting the gig, and he's just like, "Somebody else needs the gunslinger." <laughs> you call the fastest finger tapper in the West. You need a close up hand guitar oh, solo. Man. You get Vi. I just want to hear him pick up the phone and just be like, "Go for Vi." Yeah, go for Vi. The stunt is- guitar. Yeah, you got him. <laughs> There's still yeah. like all the references are still there, and. But then you also just get Pat Smear snacking on a bag, a gigantic bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Cool Ranch. Of all the flavors, too. <laughs> cool like, Ranch. You know, Pat Smear just has the worst breath <laughs> in the band. Doing, a, doing an episode, of, doing, a, doing the So It's Come to This podcast movie filmed during the pandemic where I had to be next to you snacking on Doritos mm-hmm. the whole time. <laughs> just talking face to face. The worst. And that's what they're doing voluntarily. I also one last joke. I love when Taylor Hawkins just made one of those when he's complaining about his blisters after doing the drum solos. He just goes, "Maybe should I get some of those stupid fucking gloves?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember my buddy Steve's like first Pantera album, and on the inside, on the little like insert, it has like separate pictures, band looking all hard. But the drummer was wearing these like short ass shorts because of all his <laughs> double pedal work. And he had those stupid fucking black gloves. And just he's the fat guy, but he's up there with just short shorts and the black gloves. Just like, yeah, dude, everybody else in the band is like in shape. And he's just the drummer. It's so good. Just the stupid little gloves. So these are all we've all we're all musicians here. We're all <laughs> foo heads. Yeah, we know this stuff. But. For long, sustained riffs and looks. I had this memory. Do you remember when we saw Mogwai? Mm. Fillmore? Probably was like 15 years ago. Okay. But the opener was... Vaguely. The opener was Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Earth of the Fillmore, man. And I love Earth. Some of my favorites. Drone Doom, right? But there was this security guard who looked like a former drummer. He mm. still had the feathered hair. He had kind of a muscular, like, HGH gut, but was one of those 150-pound guys wearing sunglasses inside, back to the stage, right? And Earth was on, like, 
thirtieth minute of like doom <laughs> do doom doom. And I saw this guy one <laughs> one foot, you know, like up planted horizontally on uh-huh. the stage with like his arms folded. And he peels his arm away and like takes a look at his watch <laughs> and then just takes the biggest breath in to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be into that stuff sometimes. And this is the Foo Fighters making like a f- full two hour movie about them making that Earth performance. I love it. Mm-hmm. This, by the time Dave Grohl is fully possessed and picking off and killing members. Every member of the band. Yeah, I like that part too. It wasn't like a a demon attacking them individually. It was like they possess Dave, and Dave starts Dave starts killing off the the band. I did like that in increasingly gory and violent ways. We get a double oh, yeah. chainsawing. Whitney Cummings gets her face chainsawed through. Yeah, that was a That's that was great. a good bit. I like that <laughs> bit a lot. Her and the and the keyboardist at once get yeah. a full like oh, yeah. Jason Voorhees style bisecting here. Yeah. So good, mm-hmm. so unexpected. Yeah, just Taylor Hawkins gets a like a Zildjian symbol thrown straight through his jaw, just decapitates him. See now that's see that's the thing where I don't think Dave can watch this movie anymore. Yeah, I know. Because literally the last time you see Hawkins on screen, his body is sloshing off the wall with Dave Grohl giving him the middle finger. Yeah, man. It's like oh, that joke didn't. That's. It's just Imagine, not going to hit the same like way anymore. Ringo died a month after Yellow Submarine. <laughs> right. If there was a scene where they all kill him in Yellow Submarine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I know. This is such, it's such a bummer. that Now they're like, I don't know. The whole movie has the running thread of like, we're doing it for every new guy. That's like, we got to, because Dave Girl has to keep talking him in all into still staying at the house where yeah. everybody's dying. Come on, guys. We could do this where the. When the Will Forte gets dismembered, decapitated, leaves all the ranch, we gotta do it. For, <laughs> gotta do it for Sandalbaum. Yeah, <laughs> or else his death means nothing. He's convinced. Like after four deaths, and by the time they know Dave's possessed, I love that angle of him not only making the perfect ending to the perfect doom riff, but also filling in a lot of murders and cannibalism, mm-hmm. grilling some dry charred bodies. Just wolfing them down. Yeah, he's eating the bodies. I love it. It's, it's, it's great. A, yeah, they go for it. They, I think the balance of horror and comedy works so good. They never try and intersect them, and the balance feels right. They know when to go on a big 20-minute finale horror stretch mm-hmm. with no comedy in it, you know? It's great. So this is probably, I think, the biggest surprise for me of the year. Surprised that it exists, and yeah. and surprised that it was yeah as as fun as it was. Surprised that every step of the way to make this movie just get to somehow see it in theaters, you know, don't get to see the Predator movie in the theaters, but I got to see the Foo Fighters movie in theaters. Oh uh, yeah, doesn't make sense anymore. But I guess that's I saw you think about the Chicago band having some kind of <laughs> yeah. concert documentary. Hey, they've been playing for 50 years. That's a movie? That's yeah. a movie just about <laughs> just the 55th anniversary of Chicago. <laughs> but yeah, People are just Prey, like, we couldn't get Prey into the theater. Can't see Prey, but tomorrow night I could go see like what 75-year-old dudes in Chicago wearing like bad pants look like doing like oh my God. 25 or so, like Give me the like, Chicago horror movie, please. Uh, probably just like a shitty brass section. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Yeah. Saturday at the park, Sunday at the cemetery. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think we're doing it. I love it. Get I Peter Cetera th- on wait, the line. Saturday. I think it was the 14th of July. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's come to this. It has come to this. Just because we did about 30 bits from the movie. <laughs> There are still so many more. Fun They'll actually moments. work in the movie. Yeah, they probably didn't work now, but <laughs> yeah, it probably sounded torturous every step of the way here. But I swear it's funny if you see it. Yeah, <laughs> there are so many favorite movies. I've seen this movie four or five times now, and there's just new bits that I fall in love with each time, and it's great. Can't say enough nice things about it. Wasn't expecting to laugh harder at Pat Smear than in any other movie that I saw this year. Yeah, but yeah. Such are the times. Is it just on the on the Blu-ray? Is it streaming? No, anywhere? it's stream. It's it's everywhere. I think it's still at rental phase, but it's okay. like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm sure one of the services has it. Some channel has it. But yeah, I picked up the blue. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to get the because I want I want to see what I want to see the film Foo Fighters like film noir. Yeah, I want this to sell enough copies. That they're like put them in other movies. Right. I want them to be like Do the new Bowery genre. Boys. You know, let's maybe they do like a. Uh, like concert cruise and then like a shark attack or something. <laughs> Just stick to horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see. Oh. I, I want to see Dave Grohl fight a shark. I think. <laughs> I'd be really cu- so. At the end of this movie, when Dave Grohl now finally goes on his solo career after murdering everybody else in the band. Yeah. Fully possessed by the devil. Maybe we can do more of like a kind of like before sunrise, before sunset. Just check back in, see how he's doing. Like eight years. I know. I this was there was a downer ending to this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's like really sad at the end. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, misses his boys. It was yeah. It was like huh. I yeah. thought we were gonna get the triumphant. You know, we defeated evil ending, and then yeah, it's then it's like three months later, he's by himself. We think sad it's, dude. You know, he thinks it's about the rock. He thinks it's about being able to to park wherever you want. You get the best parking for the rest of your life. It's just how it is, <laughs> you know? But then when you're over, you realize the real treasures were being with your friends. It was being with Chris and Nate and that other guy. <laughs> yeah, who, and the rest. Who like <laughs> who has been with the band since 2017 and really didn't go through like the shit. He's the guy who's just like, yeah, I think me and Taylor did hang out a couple times. Like he knew Taylor Hawkins after like party Taylor Hawkins. It's like, yeah, I right. know his daughter and I are pretty close. <laughs> and like I don't know, but they're there and oh, go see it. It's out there. Check it out. I can't wait for their continue history of horror. Foo Fighters, gotta hand it to them. Gotta stay for the final. Yeah, Foo listen, Fighters track over the. You gotta credits. listen for the John Carpenter theme. You gotta listen for the thirty-eight minute. Do metal, and then yeah, make sure you stick around for that. Back to the foo you knew, and you're just you're sitting there, you're going, you already recognize the song, you yeah. already you're already singing along to the chorus. It's like it's the first chorus. <laughs> I don't even like this. I wonder Why if he's going to repeat I... this uh, refrain a bunch of times. <laughs> I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you all for listening, and good night. <laughs>